Welcome to the Life's Necessities and Luxuries Radio Show. Today, our host, Dawn Marie Nutel, your life's commodities broker, will bring you fashion, beauty tips, business acumen, teach you where to find the life's greatest necessities and the finest luxuries. Now, here's Dawn Marie. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Life's Necessities and Luxuries. This is Dormery, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Teresha Young, and she's known as the Confidence Restyler. Teresha is an accredited and certified relationship master coach who specializes in showing women how to reconnect with who they are and find confidence with themselves in order to have a healthy, fulfilling relationship, also known as a diamond-dazzling relationship, not only with themselves, but with others and any relationship, whether it's professional, family, platonic, or romantic. She has spent years becoming skilled and experienced in the areas of coaching, personal development, self-confidence, and how to have a true connection with others. Her passion, purpose, and pure intention is to encourage, inspire, empower, uplift, motivate, educate, and support as many women as she can in their lives and relationships. And she's come to talk with us from the other side of the pond, from the lovely United Kingdom. So let's get Teresha on the line. Hey, Teresha, how's it going? Good afternoon from here in the UK. It's going really well, Dora Marie. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for being here. I know you have a lot on your plate, and you're across the pond here, so there's a big time difference. So thank you for putting the time out for today. Oh, it was an absolute honor and privilege to be here. It's no problem at all. I'm really excited about having this call with you. Well, I have to say I was really floored when I saw you on the summit a few months back, and I really loved what you had to say, and it really resonated with me, and I know it's going to resonate with our audience that's listening today. So I know we have a lot to cover, so do you mind if we jump Mm. right in? Oh, absolutely. Let's go ahead. Awesome. You know, I've been studying the topic of self-love for over 25 years now, and it's because I had been hit by the drunk driver when I was 22, and I felt like I was broken, and I didn't feel like anybody could love me, being damaged, and all these kind of things that went through my head. And I know it's so complicated to really love yourself. Have you always loved yourself? I will openly say that I have not always loved myself, actually. And it wasn't until eight years ago that I truly started to connect with my true self. Now, growing up, I had very low self-esteem. I didn't have a positive self-image at all. I lacked body confidence and I felt really unattractive. I wasn't the girl that the popular guys lusted over at high school. I didn't receive those anonymous Valentine cards that other girls seemed to be receiving year on year. I was just the shy girl who kept her head in her books to avoid dealing with her true feelings. But not only that, there were some troubles happening in my family home between my parents, which made me feel disempowered to help our situation. We had some financial difficulties, which I was too young to help with, and also too scared to stand up to my dad, who was physically and emotionally abusive towards my mum and family. So this added to me not loving myself, and I felt weak and cowardly. Then in my own love life, when I finally decided to give love a go, despite what I had seen growing up, I experienced what felt like the deepest sadness, 
and heartache in my life in 2008 when a long-term relationship didn't work out. My then partner decided to call it a day after many years together and I just didn't see it coming and I honestly struggled to cope. I thought that I couldn't be loved just like you Dormarie when something happens you think you know can I be loved and I also had this huge general um it's a really unfair generalization really that all men were the same which I now know that's not the case it's a huge unfair generalization but that's how I felt at the time I just didn't want to be here in the world and I didn't see the point of living so now at that time I had to take three steps in order to get to where I am now and that was awareness choice and action once I became aware of what I was thinking and how I was feeling, I had to make a choice to live life differently and confidently. And that was my breakthrough, actually, in late 2010, when I realized that I deserved much more than what I was going through. And I was really going to choose to do something about it. So at that time, when I started to decide that I was going to have a self-loving relationship with myself. You know, I really had to gain an understanding of what my core values were, find alignment with these, and change my limiting beliefs that were literally weighing me down at that time. And the key was to start appreciating myself. I really had to look within myself and just just listen without judgment with all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my inner awareness and senses, and to... Like acknowledge that nagging inner critic, that fear voice that we have, that strangely enough <laughs> is actually trying to protect us from being hurt and keeping us safe in what is really our discomfort. But it's a big lie and it keeps us stuck. So once I started noticing the basic stuff by living consciously and following my heart and trusting what would come through to me, my self-love journey really started to begin. And now I just feel radically different from how I felt so many years ago. That is that is amazing. I mean, I, I totally can relate to everything that you just said. Uh, and I'm sure mm-hmm. there's people listening that have so many similar things going on in their mind. They're like, oh, yes, I can relate. I know that I had to forgive myself for a lot of different things mm-hmm. that I made mistakes and got into wrong relationships and just did some things that I wasn't happy with. And I know it was really yeah. like keeping me stuck from like really mm. living a self-actualized life. And so I learned that, you know, you have to forgive yourself. And so oh, yeah. you mentioned something about that. Can you, can you tell us like some, some different tips that, or tricks, not tricks, but tips that you can say that maybe we can get started with to try to start to forgive yourself and to really to love yourself and I'm not talking about mm. any, um, you know, in a, in a bad way, but just, you know, really healthy yeah. way to love yourself and so that you can actually have healthier relationships because if you can't love yourself, obviously you can't love anyone else. So do you have anything that yeah. you can offer? Yeah, of course. I mean, you, you said it there, you know, there's such a confusion between loving yourself and being in a bad way, but that's not what self-love is all about. You know, self-love is about learning to live consciously and knowing that you always have a choice. It's about learning to put yourself first, which is often misunderstood for being selfish, 
But we're not talking about in an egotistical, self-centered, self-importance kind of way. Because everything that we love and everybody we love and care about is going to get the best of ourselves when we give our fullest energy to filling ourselves up first. But we can only fill ourselves up first when we learn to live consciously. And being conscious means forgiving yourself. It means letting yourself off the hook for any unkind thoughts about you. Forgiveness is about taking care of you and putting your desire to feel good first. Because we need to take responsibility for our own happiness and owning our power to be nice and loving to ourselves and feeling good about ourselves. No, it's so easy to wallow in shame, to have guilt and self-loathing. And sometimes we do this very unconsciously. But if we are feeling very, very critical about ourselves and not liking ourselves, we then start to to focus on the negative aspects of our own experience. And then what happens is that we begin to see in others many of the same things. And this spiral of negativity then becomes your life experience, where the things that you like least in yourself are the things that you like least in other people. So forgiveness and forgiving ourselves is just a case of remembering that our higher self is madly absolutely madly in love with you and holding on to any unkind thoughts about you is not going to change the situation all it's going to do is keep you a prisoner to your pain and lower your frequency but the moment that you choose to heal grow and let go of negative and painful patterns and exchange them any, and exchange any toxic, unforgiving thoughts about yourself, any ill feelings and in energies about yourself. And if you exchange them for peace and compassion, you are on the road to freedom and the true journey of self-love begins. Because as I said before, we can always make a choice. We can learn to forgive ourselves or we can let it fester. So forgiveness is about really stepping into our power and keeping our thoughts about ourselves positive and to know that it is okay to deeply love yourself. Let it go and keep your thoughts about yourself loving, kind and positive because you deserve it. There's, there should be no other way. <laughs> Totally agree. Um, and, and one of the things I'm going to touch on that, I remember reading something, I don't know if it was Tony Robbins or something about, you know, the negative, the ants, the negative auto responses that we have in our brains. And mm. one of the quickest ways to stop it was like, I used to wear a rubber band and it said, you know, every time you find yes. yourself having that loop coat, it just kind of snap it on your wrist so that you can just yes. kind of be aware that it's happening. Because sometimes we don't even know it's happening because we've been living with it for so long. <laughs> it's almost, it's like you're oh. on autopilot and you don't even know it. So I yes. noticed that little things like that and just trying to catch it and replace the thought with something positive. And if I can't think of anything positive, I'll just think of a fun trip I went on or something <laughs> that was fun to just block that thought to change it. Because once we change the record, the record starts to play a different song. And, and I think that that's like really key also to changing our thought patterns because it's all about the thoughts. I mean, basically, yes. you know, our brains are just that dump of negative energy that, that can really stop us from doing the things we, we want to do and go and be. Yeah, 
And it's a case of training and retraining that brain and reprogramming myself because I also have heard about the rubber band and snapping it each time you have a negative thought. And at the same time, what I do and have done in the past and encourage anybody else to do is just say the word cancel, cancel. So every time that you snap that band, say cancel, cancel, and it cancels out that thought. Yeah, it cancels out that thought. And then you're able to rewire it and think something positive like you do. Or if you can't, think about something that brought you joy in the past. So you are absolutely right. It is all about the thoughts. And our thoughts affect our emotions. And that therefore affects our actions and our behaviors. And that impacts on the results that we achieve in our lives. So it's so important, Dormarie, as you said, to really acknowledge our thoughts and to understand what we are doing with them. Right, and I think a lot of like people who are depressed these days, and I'm not knocking depression because I've been there, is because of our thoughts, and it just puts you in that downward spiral, and you don't even realize yeah. it's the thoughts that are making you depressed because you start to think, oh, I need a pill or I need medication, and sometimes mm. you might if there's something that's off, but most times I think a lot of people don't realize it's because of the thoughts that are going on that make you depressed because you see doom and gloom and you think, you know, this is the end of the, and the end, and I just noticed, you know, with the, with the couple people that have just uh, taken their lives, which was really sad to hear, mm. but there was a statistic saying something like there's been 45,000 Americans that have taken their lives over the last year and you're like, wow, that's like a staggering number. Um, it is. Absolutely a lot of them, yeah, and a lot of them weren't like they were, they had uh, drug addiction or anything like that. And I think it's just more financial or relationship problems they're saying that wasn't mental health. But I'm still thinking, well, it could have been just because your thought process was taking you so far off of the chart that that's where you're ending up. Um, whereas, you know, if somebody could have helped them or they could have heard something from somebody. It could have just like, you know, put the light bulb off in their head to say, oh, you know what? I think that's what's been going on with me and I need to like think about that and try to start to change it. Oh, absolutely. Because what you find is that when people are often in a state of depression or anxiety or not feeling very good about themselves is that they think that they are not empowered to make that change they think I'm, in, I'm stuck in this situation and this is where I am but the middle part that is missing is their response it's their actions and behaviors in between because we can all experience the same event so for example you and me Dormarie might go to the movies and watch exactly the same movie but I leave that movie thinking it was absolutely fantastic can you walk away thinking oh no I, I didn't enjoy that at all the thing is, is that we watched exactly the same movie, but we experienced it differently. And why? It's because of the way that we chose to think about that movie. So that middle part is sometimes quite missing, that you do have the opportunity to change the experience that you're having by simply controlling the energy that you put into your thoughts about that situation. That is that is so true. And do you ever realize that even when it comes to like romantic relationships, I know that in the past that I have done some things I felt like that were a little bit self-sabotaging because I felt mm. like this is too good to be true and I don't deserve this because I'm not in a good place. So I'm feeling like, okay, this, let me find a way to screw it up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> So I just do something 
that was stupid that, you know, start a fight, pick a fight, whatever it might be, just because I'm feeling like, oh, this is just too good. So, you know, when's the, sh- the, uh, the shoe going to drop? And so have you found that like mm. your clients, they, they, or even yourself that might have gone through those kind of self-sabotage things in relationships? And if so, what, uh, there may be some things that you can do to, to prevent that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's so easy to knock ourselves down or beat ourselves up to self-sabotage and not even know that we are doing it. So a lot of it comes down to the self-love piece uh, because we do need to start living very consciously about some of those behaviors and negative patterns that we repeat and continue to relive and don't even know that we are doing it, which is why... It feels quite simple, but self-love needs to be practiced every single day. And it starts with being grateful for all you are and all you are becoming. And I strongly believe that self-love is a journey, not a destination. So when we start living consciously and we bring it into our awareness daily, it forms the basis of every choice that we make. So then we make a choice not to be self-sabotaging. We make a choice not to think unkindly about ourselves. And sometimes we, we neglect that. We neglect the whole process of having and developing that self-love aspect of ourselves. So a lot of that is what we mentioned before about noticing that in the critic that we have, the unhelpful thinking that fear voice that is sometimes called the ego, which leads us to being very unkind to ourselves and exhibiting those actions and behaviors that are not helping us. So it's really important to witness that voice, acknowledge it and say, you know what, it's okay. So what if I'm feeling a little bit fragile today or tired today and not great today? Perhaps I didn't behave in the greatest way today, but it's okay. I'm only human and I'm doing my best. So self-love is all about losing our judgment and really focusing on our thinking. You know, is it fear-based and self-harming? And I know that sounds really strong, but I'm not talking about in the traditional physical self-harm type of way, but more about the emotional harm. Or, you know, is our thinking self-loving and love-based? Because fear-based thinking will keep us in our comfort zone and simply survive in life whereas love-based thinking allows us to stretch and it allows us to grow and to have a thriving life and move us forward as long as we choose to take the appropriate action so now there are a few tips um if you're okay for me to share with your audience um, that have just yeah that i have just kind of like sprung to mind in terms of helping us to thrive and grow stronger and to get to know each get to know ourselves every single day so um you know a few things that i do and my clients do on a daily basis is firstly to get to know yourself more by journaling a lot so when you journal you get the opportunity to witness your thoughts and you can really explore any fear-based thoughts that might be self-sabotaging as well and then you can stop and you can ask yourself would i say to a child what i just said to myself about myself and sometimes that reflection period can really stop you in the moment because there's some things that i've said to myself that i sit back and think would i say that to my daughter I mean, my daughter, she's 16 months old at the moment, and it's all about nurturing her, loving her, caring for her. But 
I would never dare to say some of the things that spring into my mind at times to her. So you have an opportunity to sit back and say, would I say that to a child, what I just said about myself? And when we start to realize that, we do recognize that we have a choice to love ourselves and we have a choice to be understanding, compassionate and kind to ourselves. So that's, that's one tip. Um, a second tip is daily affirmations, um, and that can really help us to fall in love with ourselves. Now, I'm not sure if your audience, Dawn Marie, um, are aware of what affirmations are. Some may be, some may not be. Um, but for those who aren't, they are positive, specific statements that help you to overcome self-sabotaging and negative thoughts, and typically are formed in the present tense as if they are already happening. So an example of an affirmation is, um, every day, in every way, I'm loving myself more and more. Now, for me, I feel that to be quite a powerful affirmation because you can also use it on days when you're not feeling so great because you're not saying, I love myself, which on a particular day you might not be feeling completely self-loving. But what you are doing by using that affirmation is acknowledging that you are growing in love and that will help you to be kind and gentle towards any perceived imperfections that you have about yourself. I'm not sure, uh, hopefully that's all resonating and that's making you know, a little bit of sense there. But affirmations are really, really powerful statements that can help you in the moment. I'm not sure if you've used affirmations, Dawn Marie, at all during your journey of self-love. Absolutely. I mean, I, I still do it and to this day. Um, I've learned that over the years that it's so key to really put it in the forefront so that you can see it every day. And it's not something that goes away. It's something that you really need to work on every day. And I think it's for the rest of our lives and it doesn't stop. Yes. Absolutely. And that's why equally it's so important to be able to tune into yourselves because, you know, we do need to go deep within ourselves to understand what is happening in our mind, what's happening in our body and our emotions. And if you are spiritual, what's happening in your spiritual side of your life as well. And a key time to do this is first thing in the morning. When you lay in bed, you may need to give yourself an extra bit of time before you wake up um, or get out of bed to do this, but to really notice what you are thinking. So, you know, in your mind, ask yourself, you know, how judgmental and self-harming are my thoughts this morning? Are they nurturing? Am I having loving thoughts? And then ask yourself, how can I choose differently? Then tap into your body and say, what does my body need today? It's so important that we look after our body because it's fundamental to self-love. It's often said that your body is your temple and it really is our responsibility to keep it loved, respected and cared for. And some of the ways that we can do that is through nutrition, exercise, getting a lot of sleep, and I have to say with a baby, I probably don't get as much sleep as I would love <laughs> to get. <laughs> yes. And it's probably one of the biggest things I think uh, that, you know, humans are like so, you know, self-deprived with sleep. And I think that starts yeah. stems with a lot of the problems because you're not getting the proper rest. Absolutely. And in those sleeping moments, that's when your body heals and it adjusts. And, you know, getting proper rest time is so important, as well as having lots of fun. You know, use your body so that it has 
fun and it they all contribute to having a well-respected body and also in the morning really tap into your emotions you know ask how do I feel today you know how can I honor my emotions today and if you are feeling really great think about how you can share that with other people that day and as I mentioned if you are a spiritual person perhaps ask yourself you know do I feel nourished today do I feel replenished? Do I need to sit and pray and meditate or do whatever spiritual practice you partake in? Because they are four key elements to actually having a self-loving relationship with yourself. I'm so glad you mentioned that, the meditation, because mm-hmm. I found that once I started meditating, the mind was able to just get more still and I could focus. And all of a sudden I started to hear things like, not voices per se, but they were these like small intuitive things. Oh, go to this store, go pick up this book. Mm. Or I read the book and then it led me to something else. And then that led me to somewhere else. And I met these other people. And one thing just kind of snowballed into another. And I found like if I wasn't still enough to hear that, then that would have never happened and I wouldn't have gotten yeah. to the place where I needed to go. And I feel like everybody's so busy and we have like, you know, all this stimuli going on all day and Facebook and this and that and Twitter and blah, 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 yeah. and news. And, and so like no one really sits down in silence. And I, and I did an episode where I talk about, you know, silence is golden because you do need to just shut it down and just, even if it's just for 10 minutes, to just sit somewhere in nature or a very peaceful surrounding that you can have 10 minutes of silence. And coming from New York City, that was like one of the biggest feats that I had when I was in yeah. Manhattan. It was like, oh, my God, it's so overwhelmingly busy that I can never find that little place. So I would always try to find some weird little spot that I could get just 10 minutes to just decompress. And I feel that finding that spirituality and getting connected with mm. either Mother Earth or if you don't want to call it God or the higher power, but something that's bigger than yourself to sit there and listen and say, you know what, every one of us were put on this earth for a reason. What is it? And I find that when you help other people, you start to get your mind off of your problems and you start to feel really yeah. good because now you're helping other people and you're not thinking about your, your crap. <laughs> so, um, oh, oh, absolutely. It's such a distraction, isn't it, when you can help other people and come from that really great intent of helping others. Absolutely. And, and I find that, you know, people are very hesitant to do it because I don't know why and I think it's a bunch of different reasons but one of the Mm. things is I think that people are very self-centered and they are thinking what's in it for me and it's instead of saying you know what I'm here of service so if I serve I may end up with more you know so I feel like you know the other day like I had only a couple dollars on me but I saw this man and he was you know begging for money and I basically gave him everything I had in my wallet and it was only five bucks, but it was like, here, you know what? I, I know I have to give it to him. And there was a reason. And I felt like, you know, God put it on my heart to give it to him. So I did. And, and so like all of a sudden somebody treated me for lunch the other day. And I said, you see, it came back. <laughs> so it was yeah. a weird, it was a weird thing, but you know, that's, that's how is. I live. I think that's a beautiful way to live, Dormarie, because there's an energy behind giving and receiving. Once you give without the expectation to receive, the way that the energy and energetic fields work is that you end up receiving anyway when you least expect it and in a different manner. So there's such a beautiful energy around giving and receiving. And I just wanted to touch upon what you said about meditation as well because that has been fundamental to me for my development of self-love too because it really allows, as you said, to be still 
And when you are still and you allow that silence to creep in, that's when you are more guided to follow your intuition and to follow those inner promptings that you get in order to do something different or in order to have that inspired thought. And it's all about creating that space just for five, ten minutes, or it could be half an hour, whatever feels comfortable for you, to purely surrender yourself to the silence, to surrender yourself to that quietness and just allow those thoughts to go. Even if you need to write down your to-do list before you do a meditation so that it's not going right. around in your mind. <laughs> you know <laughs> that's always that the case. <laughs> Yes. You sit down and you remember, I haven't done the washing. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I, I forgot about that phone call I was supposed to make 10 minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. Because of the mind, write it all down, then really give yourself that quality time to sit down and meditate. And it's for some people, it isn't for everybody, but it is a really useful tool to have to be able to fully connect with yourself in a very deep way. I it's absolutely true, and 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 it's it's tough in the beginning, and I have to say it is tough in the beginning because you're not used to it. It's something different. It's like anything else. It's going to take time to really hone that skill, but once you do, mm-hmm. and then it's like all of a sudden you can't live without it. <laughs> and you're like oh, it's no. like a drug. You need it, and it's like I need that ten minutes high break, you know, and uh, that time out. And I think that's probably why we got timeouts as kids. <laughs> it's just like you got to shut them down for yeah. ten minutes, you know. I don't know. Exactly. But, if um, only we. We stayed still there as children, isn't it? When you get that time out, we don't often stay still as a child. <laughs> it's true. And I know it's a very hyper happy. kid, so <laughs> my poor parents, <laughs> how they did it. But um, <laughs> just, uh, but you know, I I want you. Um, our time is almost coming up to a close here, and I just yeah. want to see uh, how our listeners can stay in touch with you. And you know, uh, do you have? I know you have a Facebook. Uh, can you tell us what it is again, and any other ways that they can reach out to you so if they want to learn more and stay in touch? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, firstly, I do have a website which is www.tarishayoung.com. Uh, feel free to have a a browse through what I offer there because as you said in the introduction you know, I am an accredited and certified relationship master coach and there may be a few useful bits of information on there that will be helpful for you I have a number of e-guides that can help you in your romantic relationships too because we sometimes we find you know, that as we go through life that we do need to make sure that we keep our relationship alive with the romance in our relationship and to keep the fire burning right when it might have gone out and I do have a number of e-guides on there that can help you to have a relationship that is loving and brings you and your partner fulfillment every day so please feel free to have a look at the website also on Facebook you can find me there I do have a Facebook page called Teresa Young and I also have a Facebook group which is called the Diamond Clarity Heartnet Facebook group and if you just search you'll be able to find it please do ask to be requested and I will touch base with you and we can connect further that way but um yes those are a few ways that you can contact me you can also contact me on Facebook through Facebook Messenger and email as well if you're into emails you can contact me at let's connect at TeresaYoung.com and I do read every single one of my emails and we'll get back to you as soon as I can on that Awesome. 
Thank you, Teresha, so much for all those pearls of wisdom. They've just been very, very helpful. And I'm sure our listeners are going to be like, oh, that's another aha moment for me. And so I hope you were taking some notes out there and you're listening to this lady because she knows what she's talking about. And definitely connect with her and stay in touch because she will continue to give you that amazing information. Oh, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure um, talking to you, Dawn Marie, and connecting with the listeners here today. And hopefully we'll be able to connect further in the future. I hope so, because I do have some friends out there. Uh, which part of uh, the UK are you in? I am very close to London, London, UK. Hey. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so if I ever get out that way to see them, I'm definitely going to give you a call and then leave with the grub, uh, some tea and some crumpets and have a good time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll pray for sunshine on the day that you come. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Teresha, and good luck with everything as well. And if you need anything from me, please do not hesitate to call on me. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And to our listeners out there, thank you for stopping by, because if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have a show. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. And remember to live happily, lovingly, peacefully, and successfully. Until the next time, namaste. If you like what you hear, tell someone. If you like what you hear, be a dear and pass it on. Don't forget to stop at our website, www.lifesnecessitiesandluxuries.com for more tips, tricks, tutorials to live a very necessary and luxurious life.